everybody. You're back. I am. Oh my god. Yay. Yay. Wow, Nicole, that sounded really enthusiastic. I was moving at the uh-huh. same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am back. Nicole, or no, Nicole's always been here. Stephanie's back after God forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, it feels like it's been a. a that cannot be a comfortable position for you right now. Um, I'm good. Are you sure? I'm gonna take a picture of this and I'm gonna put this up on our page at some point and be she's, like, she's gonna have like with us. Well, you know what, Erica? I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fuck. She's gonna get a flare up and she's not gonna come record know, for like right? another three months. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Poor Nicole's just going to be like, I can't do this anymore. I'm a part-timer, y'all. <laughs> no. No, you're not. You're full-time now. Where are my benefits? Um, we, don't, we don't do that here. We don't benefits? What? This is America. We turn into a capitalistic podcast, and I hate it. Yeah. We have to be. Well, we're Americans. It's time so to burn it down. <laughs> my poor project. <laughs> oh. I don't know how I feel about this. Anyway, yes, I am back. Yeah. So yes, how was your trip? destroy the 1%. Um, it was good, you know. Um, I did a lot of walking. And I, I thought I was going to die. Me. That's what I, <laughs> like, honestly, I thought you were going to die too, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, she's going to die. If you guys don't know, I have a chronic illness called fibromyalgia. So it's very hard at times to do a lot of things, but surprisingly it wasn't that bad for me and we walked everywhere that's awesome it hits different when you're out of the u.s oh my god yes it does and plus you have access to i was gonna say marijuana and free health care and free health oh cheap health care for tourists but still like 20 bucks so your body was probably like you know what it's cool we can we can we can do this yeah my body was especially like um do we have to go back no. And I said yes because that's where my money is. <laughs> yeah. Sad days. Yeah, but it was good. We did um well, so I flew out and I landed in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. which was the first little bit, but we didn't actually leave the airport just because of how short our layover was. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But then we flew to um Budapest after and I absolutely love Budapest. Did you see Van Hels- Van Helsing? Uh, no, but no. Uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I'm sorry. Did you see him in your Do you sleep not paralysis? Remember <laughs> that he haunts my dreams. <laughs> Hugh Jackman is I the think- creature I see when I have sleep paralysis. Oh my God. And it's him just as Wolverine. She's not even and kidding. I hate it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I detest. I detest Hugh Jackman. That's why oh I brought it God. up because I know Hugh Jackman's gonna listen to this and be like, "What the hell? What did I ever do to her?" It's okay. I love you, you Hugh Jack. <laughs> I love you too, man. I hate Wolverine so Aww. much, and I know I get a lot of shit for this all the time. She sees but him. She sees him in the position. Like, I literally see him in his. You know the position you see in all of the comics where he's like the crouch down his. His uh, blades are coming out and yeah. he's just staring at you. Yeah. That's what I see when I wake up from oh sleep my paralysis. God. And I literally spend my entire time trying to scream, fuck you, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and that is literally what happens. <laughs> I can't tell you what. Not even, <laughs> not even turn me over. Just fuck you. It was oh like God. literally. 
And it's so funny because I feel like when I'm screaming, fuck you, Hugh Jackman, like my family is just like, man, she hell? really just hates this guy. But I don't think words actually come out. Oh my God. I'm not joking though. And I have no idea what started this. But it's been like this since I think it was the first X-Men came out. Oh my god. So he's the he's what I see. He's my sleep paralysis, paralysis demon. demon. Oh my god. What so about Hugh that new lady? Why? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck it. Now I got a new guy, but or sorry, a new lady, but she I don't see her in sleep paralysis. I see her just in general. So you got so you got to tell us about this new spirit that's in your house. So, yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode I was in. I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember. But my brother, every time he stays yeah. with me, this, like, spirit is kind of attached to him. And it's like it's this old elderly woman with long white hair. And anytime he stays with me, she's in my room. She's in the hall. She's just in random places in my house. And it freaks my cats out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So recently he's been gone um, um, out of... The county, so I think he's in North Florida now. Okay. Uh, but recently, between the hours of 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., this lady is just standing at the end of my hall without him being there. Now, when you see her, do you just, like, do you, like, see her as if you're seeing me or, like, as in, like, us? Or is it more of, like, a faded out type of deal? It's kind or? of like, um, how to explain it? It's, you know, like a double vision kind of person. So you see someone, but you also see like an extra little bit of them off to the side, like yeah. as if you're seeing like yeah. double of them. Uh -huh. That's what she appears as. Oh, that's so creepy. And it's only between those hours and, and my cats have gotten in the habit that where when they sleep with me in my bed, they will sit at the end of the bed and just stare in the hallway. For those hours. You need and to then, record this. You need to like, I really the, do. No, seriously, you need to document this. You need to do like an EVP session. Oh my God. Well, it's funny because Nicole absolutely hates my hallway to begin with. She thinks it's creepy anyway. It's, it's like very narrow and very... It's, it's long. It's weird. Narrow. You wouldn't expect that kind of hallway in the house she has. Mm -hmm. But her bedroom is right at the end of the hallway. Oh, geez. So yes. it's like right there. Yeah. And... She's been she's been there the last few nights, and I've just mm -hmm. I have no idea. But the thing is, is like you you can tell she's not a ghost. You can tell she's like a spirit. Okay. And you can tell her energy, and it's not a pleasant energy. She just but she hasn't done anything. Do you she think just, she's was she is she always like that with your brother though? Is she always like does she always give off that not very nice energy? With, I don't think he even notices. Really? But I'm just saying that in general, because I know that you've seen her around with he, when he's there. Mm -hmm. So does, um, does she always have that vibe with him around is what I'm asking. When he's around, no, not so much. So maybe. But she, he is very, he has his own negative energy. So maybe it's possible that she might be upset because she didn't go with him this time around. But I don't understand why she didn't go with him. Why did she stay? Nothing forced That's her That's why stay. we need to do an EVP session. <gasps> I know. And the That's last why time my brother like... was here, it was not a pleasant experience for anybody because he was very negative. Oh, really? And then it was, I think it was about two days after he left is when she really, really started appearing. 
Alive. Like before you would just catch her in the corner of your eye and be like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'm just seeing stuff. But no, she hangs out in that hallway right near the room he normally there's gotta There's got to be a legit reason. Like she's, there's got to be something. Because if she didn't, if she wasn't giving off that energy prior with him around, yeah. maybe she was trying, I don't know. There's got to be, she's got to be trying to do something and she's got to be upset well, because of something he's done. I, and maybe she's trying to warn you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, he's, I don't know. I just, all I know is I want to sage my house because <laughs> I don't like it. And I don't like my cats being uncomfortable. I'm that person. You can just, I mean, there's that, but I mean, there's always been times where you can just, have you ever just been like, look, have you just talked to her and just been like, hey, look, I know that you're here and I see that you're here, but this is my house and you're not allowed to freak out my cats. Like you got to take ownership well, of the your thing house. is, is she always comes like right when I'm starting to go to sleep. Mm. And it's at that point where I'm just like, I'm so tired with the day that I had and I really yeah. just want to go to sleep. So maybe, maybe if she's there tonight. I'll try and have a conversation because I don't have to work tomorrow. So just try, see yeah. what happens. Let me know. Message me or something. Yeah. Oh, oh. my god! Totally Facetime me while you're doing it. I'll oh. I'll be up at like three o'clock in the morning. I don't care. <laughs> Get me on like Skype or something. Nobody fucking call me. <laughs> Actually, I think Nicole. Nicole is going to be the first person I call. <laughs> Nicole's going to be like, I'm sleeping. Be like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking answer. No, I'll be awake, but like, don't fucking call me because I'm not going to answer. <laughs> Dude, seriously, Skype me, and I want to see this. I have insomnia. I'll be awake, but, like, no. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's crazy. So going back to your trip really quick. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you did a lot over there. We did. I went to pretty much <clears throat> every location that I went to. So I was in Vienna, Prague, um, Bratislava. Yeah. Um, Budapest. Did I say Budapest already? Yeah, you have. Yeah. Um. Krakow, Warsaw, mm-hmm. and then Berlin. That's crazy. And all of those have big World War II like, yeah. history. And so when we were in Krakow, <clears throat> we actually went to Auschwitz and Auschwitz-Birkenau. Mm-hmm. Now the energy there was super heavy. Yeah. So, so anyway. Um, yeah, what I was talking about. No, we were just talking about how like the pictures and stuff. We're talking about yeah, pictures. So I Auschwitz, took yeah. tons of pictures while we were at Auschwitz and Auschwitz broken out, which I know is kind of like a touchy subject. Yeah. The worst thing I think I saw that happened while I was there at Auschwitz, which I know it's probably the weirdest sentence I think I would ever say, <laughs> um, was people were taking selfies. That's and not okay. Who the fuck takes a selfie? That's at that's... a place that has so much. Like death. Like death. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Going back. I took tons of pictures um, because every building we went into had um, a story to tell, basically. Um, yeah. I remember Block 11 um, was... Um, the fertility. The, the fertility yeah, thing. So, yeah. Um, block 11 was where this doctor actually perform, performed tons of infertility tests. Oof. Um, to try to see if they could weed out the Jewish genes oh in people and only, like, try to see if they can produce this Aryan, like, idealistic person. Aye. So a lot of women went through this block and got injected with stuff, went <clears throat> and tons of different, like, um, operations placed on them. And it was just, you would walk in this building and you would just feel this heavy sadness yeah and i took tons of pictures and there are some where i see like 
gla uh, not glares, uh, orbs and stuff. But being there, you would see these things floating around. Oh, that's crazy. And so I did my best trying to capture as many as possible on film. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. But I'm going through and I'm actually trying to find all of them now. <laughs> um, so um, I took as many pictures as possible. I'm trying to capture those. But it was just crazy being at this place, especially when you first walk up. Mm -hmm. um, you see train tracks. It's the first thing you see. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. And the stories. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. And then you walk through the gate that has, that literally just symbolizes this is pretty much the end. Oh, Jesus. For you. And tons of different um, buildings. And then there was also a few buildings we went in, and it just like, there was one we walked in, and it showed all of the glasses, like the glasses that you wear. Mm-hmm. Um, from all of the people that wore glasses and it was just this container and it was crazy because that's you're like, insane. holy shit, that's how many people went through that, you know, I, yeah. vision issues. And then you'd go to the next room and it would be all of their luggage. Yeah. I, I remember seeing those. That's insane. And then I think the one room that hit me the most was when you walked in and it was all the hair because the hair? every person... All the women that went yeah, through, they shaved, oh, they their, shaved their, head. their heads. Oh, that's right. And it was just, it was probably from the end of the house to maybe the next house. That's how long Holy shit. the room was that was just full of hair. Oh, my God. And then they had two rooms of all the shoes. Yeah. So just going through these, these buildings was just so heavy. And ridiculous. So you know there's got to be activity there. There has to be something, um, yeah. Um, but one of the things that really got me was when you actually, in block 11, you go downstairs, and it's the rooms where they put for punishment, which I don't understand why you would have an extra room for punishment when Being there itself is punishment, punishment enough, yeah. So they would have little four-by-four four rooms where they would shove up to, I believe it was like eight people in there, and you couldn't sit. It was too small to sit. It was too... Um, small to lay down stuff like that so everybody you would stand in it for hours on end oh my god and people would just die oh my god and then they had um little rooms where they would put people in and um you had like an air vent to the outside and they would just block it off and let them suffocate in it oh jesus for and all this stuff so it was just very very hard oh. to process when you'd walk through and then after that you'd think okay well we did a we did enough of that, and they'd be like, no, nah, now nah, we're going to Birkenau. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus. And that is the labor camps. The You would get on a train, and if thumbs to the left um, meant that you were fit enough mm -hmm. to work as a worker, thumbs to the right, and you would get straight sent to the gas chamber. Oh, Jesus God. Christ. Um, so pretty much it was... Children were automatically given a right if they were under the age of 14. Oh, wow. Because they were deemed weak, so they couldn't do anything. Oh, my God. And then mothers would also be sent because who's going to continue working if you know your child just got... Jesus. Yeah. So pretty much women without children were the ones that were given the okay. Um, but women with children were given the no. If you had... A disability of any sort, you are automatically. Oh my God. And then, yeah, so it was just very, 
very hard to go through, especially since, you know, when the, the end of, um, when the camps were liberated before mm-hmm. it, they were liberated by um, the Soviets and stuff, they would bomb the areas to make it, to try to get rid of all of the evidence. So um, I believe it was the gas chambers one and two, and then four were all destroyed. Oh, wow. And then the, well, there was only one that was semi-left in a complete state, mm-hmm. and they've been rebuilding it to try and showcase. But yeah, it was very heavy, so. That's insane. But it was a, it was a good experience. I say if, any, if anybody has the opportunity to do something like that, do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, the second you forget the past, you're doomed. You're doomed to doomed repeat, to repeat it. it again. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, so that was my. So that's where you've been Ooh. for the last forever yes. and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And then now we're finally all back together again in one room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicole's like, thank God. She's been getting <laughs> sick and tired of hanging out with me. Just me. <laughs> nah. She's like, me. no. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my time. Yay! Well, I'm glad that you're back, thank and I'm you. glad that you had fun. Yes. It's awesome. Yay. Nicole, how have you been? How was EDC? I am still in so much pain and my throat hurts. Like <laughs> I had to leave work early because I couldn't like talk. And it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, there was EDC. Electric like Daisy. Daisy Carnival. Yeah. Carnival, yeah, in Orlando. And Nicole went last weekend. Now, mind you, I live pretty <laughs> far away from... The Field. Uh, Camping World Stadium, yeah. is that where it was at? Yeah, Tinkerfield. Tinkerfield, yeah. Tinkerfield. Yeah. And I still could hear the boom, 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 from my house. Yeah, my ears. In, um, like Windermere. Yeah, you live maybe like f- not even five miles away. Yeah, but still. Yeah. I, I constantly thought it was thundering outside. I was like, oh my God, it's going to rain. And then it was nothing. I, was I mean, like, it oh, rained too. It. It's EDC. <laughs> that was really fun. We ended up, like, very first time ever, I ended up, like, right against the barricade Ooh. during someone's set. And I'm like, we just snuck in through the side. And, like, we didn't, like, push anybody, nothing. We just walked right up to the, like, front barricade. And then we looked back, and it was packed. And I'm like, was, did nobody want to be up here? Who? What set was it? It was this one DJ named, like, Nora and Pierre. But, like, she was deep house. And it was... A lot of heavy bass. Oh, it's like we oh needed we needed to bust out the earplugs because whenever the bass hit, you just felt hot, and then it stopped and it got cold. And I'm like, yeah, somebody give me these earplugs before my eardrums like just shat, like just <laughs> bust open. But you well, use earplugs ear for everything, <laughs> so no. But yeah, like we use the earplugs when we were up close and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. open, so it doesn't hurt too much. Like if it was enclosed, like when I go to the club. And yeah, yeah, they're playing the music like that. When I leave, I can't hear anything. Yeah. No, but you still go home like able to hear. So it's not too bad. I can't just imagine I can I can't even imagine just feeling it because it's not just the ears, oh, just like it's, your entire body is just being like boom, boom, boom. It's like, it gets it's a little anxiety inducing when you're in the very front, like especially for the one Nora chick, because like it's just heavy bass over and over and over and because it's deep house and there's yeah. not really like much you can dance to. So it's just like the wubs just constantly, and we're like, we need to get out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, me and one of my other friends, Tafiki, we both have, like, anxiety, and we're just in there, and we're like, bruh, no, we got to go. <laughs> I could not do that at all. I've always wanted to go to, like, an EDC. It's a like, lot. Yeah, go it's fun. and experience it, but also, I'm just not a huge fan of 
It's a lot of people. Blub, 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 it's, blub. it's not as crowded as you think it is. Like, yeah, it could be completely sold out. Like, it was almost sold out this year. But you can still walk around. Like, when you're trying, mm-hmm. if it's, like, a very popular DJ, you got to go to one set to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to be, like, pushing around and stuff in the exit. Yeah, you're sardines. But in the actual festival itself, you can just hang out in the back, still hear it, still see the stage. It's chill. Okay. Like, people are nice. Like, nobody's, like, an asshole unless they're, like legit assholes but they get taken care of real quick well that's good yeah but like everyone's like positive just chilling yeah just remember to always keep your phone on your person yeah and not in your back pocket i mean that's not even like just festival it's like why would you ever just keep your phone hanging out in your back pocket with like barely it even being a pocket out in a very crowded public area yeah never yeah for those who don't know what we're talking about there is an article that was released after edc how like this guy was just going around and picking pockets and grabbing all these people's cell phones yeah and i saw the link and i was like uh nicole you still got your phone (laughs) oh no yeah i had it like just clutched in my hand if i had to have it out like waiting for a friend or something during a set Mm -hmm. it was just like I'm grabbing onto it with dear life because I'm like, I ain't going to get got. And then <laughs> if I had to put it in a fanny pack, I would put it in the back pocket. Like, yeah. you know, the ones with like the three pockets. I yeah. put it in the very back one. Right up that's against either person. Right closest to my person. That's either like, like right behind the fanny pack itself or like deep down. And there's the last day I had to wear a backpack. It was like the hydro packs. Mm-hmm. I put it in the very last pocket all the way in the back. And it had like a little extra pocket like a hidden pocket behind the water pack. So it's just like all the way in there. So if somebody tried to go in my bag, I would feel that. Yeah, they would have to legit try and get They to would it. legit have to like open it all up and like shove their arm in my backpack to get yeah. my phone. So I'm like, nah, we're good. That's crazy. Yeah. Oof. That's insane. But hey, Erica, how are you doing? How's Hi. life? <laughs> um, not as exciting as yours. <laughs> I just work and come home and I work on podcast stuff and... Everything. I mean, my life is boring. As Emma laughs. Yeah, <laughs> giggling. Oh. So, no, it's been, everything's been good. So, yeah, yeah. Everything's been awesome. We have a new uh, Patreon donor, by the way. Yes, I saw. Yeah. His, we stand. It's, it is awesome. I am very happy. And his name is Frankie Daniels. Frankie Daniel. We stan. <laughs> he joined our $5 tier, which is awesome. Um, he is actually, he is hilarious because I found him on, uh, he found us on Twitter because of Historical AF. And he actually live tweets our episodes, which is hilarious. We stan. His um, handle on Twitter is the Deviant Saint. So he live tweets our episodes whenever he listens, and it is flipping and hilarious. I love it. So welcome to the Patreon family. Yay! Frankie, thank you so much for joining. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. Yay. All right, so why don't we stop talking about our lives and actually start talking about the things that people are here to listen to? (laughs) Yeah, I'm down. So who wants to go first? I think uh, you've been out for a while. I think I've been gone for a while. So yeah, I think I I can go ahead and start. I think you need to start. (laughs) Um, So going with the whole Europe thing, I decided to choose one of my favorite little islands. Okay. Um, It is called um, Poveglia Island. It is uh, actually a small island located between Venice and Lido Mm -hmm. in the Venetian Lagoon in northern Italy. Um, A small uh, canal actually divides the island into two separate parts, and the island first appears in historical record in 
the year 421. So it's a very old island. <laughs> um, it was actually populated until the, re- the residents of the island fled mm-hmm. warfare in 1379. And in se- 1776, the island came under the jurisdiction of the Public Health Office, also known as the Magistrata, or sorry, Magistrato a la Sanita, um, which translates to Public Health Office, and became a checkpoint for all goods and peoples coming in, well, coming to and going from Venice by ship. And in 1793, there were actually several cases of the plague on two ships, and consequently, the island was then transformed into a temporary confinement station for the ill. Um, this role for the island for the ill actually became permanent in 1805. Hmm. Uh, and then in 1922, the existing buildings were converted into an asylum for the mentally ill. Oh, Jesus. And later used as a nursing home and long-term care facility. Because turning, you know, asylums into nursing homes is always a, such a good idea. Yeah, but I also feel like it's something that always happens. All the time. <laughs> All the time. It's just a Lord. recipe for disaster. It is. Um, so it actually was used as a nursing home and long-term care facility until its closure in 1968. So it went from the year 421 Jesus. to the year 1968. Um, so that's how long this island has been used as either a, a checkpoint for transportation and goods, a plague um, island where they sent all the people that were sick. Oh my God. To an asylum. Me. <laughs> to a nursing care facility. Oh my God. Until it officially closed. Um, actually, I did want to say um, Ghost Adventures actually did cover this, this island. They did? They did. I'm going to have and to check it out. And the thing is, is it is actually illegal to go to this island. No shit. You have to go through the government and everything in order to get a slip to go through or you can pay a large amount to a random fisherman to drop you off on the island. Getting back is the hard part. Oh, my God. But it is actually illegal to go. And um, so basically, Proveglia, Proveglia, uh, yes, island is a secluded little piece of land that even the macho of Italian men stay the fuck away from. <laughs> <laughs> Mood. Yo, I would t- probably stay the fuck away from that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, p- their people lived out the last of their wretched lives together until they croaked. Jesus. Um, dead bodies quickly began to overcrowd the island, and thousands were dumped into large common graves in many cases. Uh, the majority of bodies were burned. But there's also something I want to touch on. If you showed the slightest bit of illness they sent you to this island, you could have just had a cough you didn't even have to have the plague. They sent people there for just being slightly ill. Yo, that would be me. Because of um, the, what is it, the paranoia that the Italians had of people bringing the plague. Yo, because of my allergies, if I just sneezed, they'd be like, nope, uh-huh. I'd be a goner. They would have sent you straight there. Fuck. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things is they would send all these people there and they would just, like, that's where they would spend the the remainder of their life. Jesus. Jeez. So imagine being just sneezing and then being sent to a plague island. Like, <laughs> man, ooh. I just had a tickle in my nose. 
So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so some overly cautious Italian communities have gotten to the habit of shipping away anyone who showed the slightest sign of illness. Mm-hmm. Um, many of those people had not actually been infected with the plague at all and were literally dragged to, um, to Poveglia and dumped atop piles of rotting corpses. Oh. Um, since the island already reeked of death, of death, the next time an epidemic came along, barely alive bodies were dumped there and burned in mass graves. Holy and shit. And because of the mass burnings, the soil on the island is actually comprised of 50% human ash, still to this day. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, locals do not actually fish anywhere near the island uh, in case they accidentally catch bones that were tossed into the water. Oh, God. They still wash up ashore. Yo, what the... And they use this as a nursing facility? Yep. What the fuck? I know. Hey, you guys, we're going to go visit Grandma at the nursing facility on this island, but don't mind the ash because... Jesus Christ. Mommy, I'm going to go play on the beach. Honey, you're playing with Uncle Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I think you mean Uncle... uh, Uh, Tio Tio Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm horrible. So, yeah, um, so when a mental hospital actually opened on Proveglia uh, Island Island in 1922, few people were very surprised. However, the arrival of droves of mentally disturbed patients to the island only served to enrich the legend of it being a place to avoid. Well, yeah. Um, The isolation and privacy offered by the island also allowed for the um, disreputable scientists and doctors to do as they pleased with all of the individuals. Um, so there were tons of reports of lobotomies. Um, there was actually one article I read where it showed pictures of the different things that were performed on people. And it was like a screw going into the head through the skull to relieve pressure because maybe it would help with migraines. Uh, people were sent to mental hospitals for having anything. Oh my god! Can you imagine if we lived back in those old times? I would have had like seven lobotomies. By you would have. I would have been burned at the stake. Yeah, probably. yeah. No. They, they would have just like tossed you in a room, but like they just burn it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh dear so, God. Um, Kyle would have been the one giving the lobotomy. Yeah, he's <laughs> But legend actually tells of a particularly demented doctor who worked at the island's mental hospital in the early 20th century. His notorious experiments on patients are still shocking when told today. For instance, he believed that lobotomies were a great way to treat and cure mental illness, so he performed lobotomies on numerous patients, usually against their will. Oh, Jesus. The the procedures were heinously wicked and painful, too. He used hammers chisels and drills with no anesthesia or concern for sanitation so he would just use old rusted stuff the fuck yeah um he supposedly saved his darkest experiments for special patients who whom he took to the hospital's bell tower whatever he did in there the screams from those being tortured could be heard across the island Uh, Um, i don't like that yeah oh so Karma eventually caught up with the wicked doctor. That's good. And according to the story, the doctor began to suffer his own mental torture and was pursued by the island's multitude of ghosts 
Eventually, he lost his mind and climbed to the top of the bell tower and flung himself to his death below. Me. <laughs> um, there are varying accounts of his death, though. Some say that he may have actually been pushed, either by an angry island spirit or, some, or by some of his furious patients. I believe really? it. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, a nurse witnessed his fall, claiming that he initially survived the fall, but that a ghostly mist overcame his body and choked him to death. Oh, shit. So locals to this day claim that the doctor's spirit is still in the tower and will remain there forever. And on a quiet night, uh, if you're listening closely, you can hear him ring the tower bell in a scream. It's Quasimodo. (laughs) 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 Um, So with a history uh, like that of um, Proveglia Island, it stands to reason that the spirits of the tortured patients at the mental hospital would join up with the innumerable spirits of the plague victims. Of course. Um, and victor, vi- sorry, visitors to the hospital during its final years of operation, as well as illegal visitors since then, have reported harrowing paranormal experiences inside the buildings and on the grounds. Uh, Ghost Adventures did do an episode on the island as well, um, but... M- most of the reports from visitors are seeing shadows on the wall moving along with them as they explore the decaying facility. Um, the sensation of being watched, while others have been have reported being scratched and pushed by invisible forces. Ugh. Some entities have been said to push visitors into walls or chase them down corridors, and the handful of psychics who have actually been brought to the island Island claimed that there's an energy that can only be described as malignant. With the president, sorry, with the presence of angry spirits lingering there so deep, so deeply, frightening psychics and paranormal experts that most of them refuse to ever return. Oh, geez. Um, so years after the island's mental hospital was shut down, a family decided to purchase the island, intending to build a private holiday home there. They arrived and got settled in, and on the first day, excited to begin their new adventure. That doesn't make sense. Why did I write it like that? Excited to start their new adventure by building sandcastles with dead bodies and ashes. Yes, Um, that's what we're doing. So they arrived and got settled in (laughs) on the first day, excited to begin their new adventure. But that very first night was filled with such horrors that within hours, the family fled, never to return. They reported that their daughter's face was nearly ripped off by an angry resident entity. That's Holy what's going to happen to you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, so that is the history and story of uh, Poveglia Island. Oh, that's creepy. And I've always wanted to visit there just to see what it was, but I don't know. I think Ghost Adventures did a good enough job for me to... Watch it and visit it that way. I'll have to see. I'll have to like track down that episode. Yeah. Do you know what season it was in? Or mm. I'll look it up at some point. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It should be on Hulu. I'm sure it's on Hulu. I just remember that them saying that it took a very long time for them to get to the island because nobody would take them. But did they get like permission since they filmed there? Yeah, I'm like, you need the permission. Yeah, you need the permission. They got permission. It's just none of the fishermen or none of the boats wanted to go anywhere near the island. Oh, so oh, even sh- with permission, like... Mm-hmm. You gotta like beg, still pay somebody to take you. Pay someone large lump sums. Yes. Jesus. Oh my God! They did a thing on Alcatraz too. Yes, they did. Not oh, that's Alcatraz. Alcatraz. I'm thinking about something else. That's crazy. Yes. So that's my little tidbit. 
Yay. <laughs> Do you want me to go next? Do you want to go next, Nicole? You can go next. Okay, cool. So, cool. Going with Europe, I guess. Um, I decided to do the Paris Catacombs. So a long time ago when I was a sophomore in high school, I had the opportunity to do the Paris Catacombs, but my grandmother uh, kind of freaked me out on it. And she's like, well, I've heard that people got lost and you can die in there. And I'm like, I don't want to go there anymore. And now I'm kicking myself. You just didn't go to Paris? I went to Paris. Oh, okay. I was in Paris. I just didn't do the catacombs. So I'm saying uh, next year I'm actually going to Paris. Do the catacombs. And I'm going to do the catacombs after I do Disneyland. Oh, my God. Bitch, who's your sugar daddy? Right? Um, it's called me, myself, and I. I'm an independent white woman. So now that I finally have my wine, I was like, let's talk about Paris catacombs. Oh, wait, wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, no, um, the cruise I'm going on yeah. goes to France. Nice. And then it ends in London, and we decided if we actually fly from Paris to Orlando, it's only 200 bucks. Damn, dude, take it. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> yes. So we were, just, we were like, oh, my God, we're going to go to Disneyland Paris. Nice. We're going to yes. go to the catacombs. And I'm like, all right, I'm down. Yes. Disneyland Paris is pretty far from the actual city. So, like, definitely well, do we, we the have research. Like, yeah. We have, like, four days there. Okay. Okay. Back, so yeah, I'm like, do good. the research. It's, like, far. Yeah. Yeah. Paris is awesome, though, because, I mean, I was there a long time ago, again, when I was, like, a sophomore in high school, but... It is gorgeous out there. I did the Eiffel Tower. I did the Louvre. I did. I really want to do the Louvre. I went to um, the Versailles. Oh my gosh, Versailles is amazing. We did Chambron Palace, which is nice. the um, Austrian version of yeah. Versailles. Yeah. And you could have spent days going through the entire gardens. They I had a imagine. zoo there. Oh. The fuck? Yeah, they had a zoo. They had a labyrinth. They had all of this. So. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm just trying to go to Ireland. Yo. Dude, do you want to go with me? It's a haunted... um, I'll do it. Excuse me? Haunted Ireland, Scotland, and London tour. When and how much? Halloween next year. (laughs) Oh my God, but how much is it? Because your girl Um, is broke as shit. Yeah. I think... Well, everything's included. So flight, hotel, food, Probably like like 2,000 payment plan. It's like... No, I think that one was actually in 1,200. That's not a bad payment plan. Bless yeah, you. Let me see. I, I'm going to look. Hey, look. If yeah. you can give me like a link so I can like budget. I'm so, going to Switzerland in March. So actually, no, I, I mean, can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, I was either I was either going to do it next year or the year after. I we'll think do I'll the, do year the year after. after. Let's do the Only year because, after so we can all go together. Yeah. Only because this year was the first year they did haunted, um, haunted, haunted England. Nice and stuff like that. No, we'll do it the year after. And if we have any Irish listeners, we do have some Irish listeners. Actually, please find me a farmer boy. Oh yeah, my find god, me, um, find me a nice little ginger man. There is. If, I'm if, looking on the if map my right boyfriend's now. listening, cover your ears. <laughs> I want a nice Irish farmer boy. He we, knows. <laughs> we have like six downloads in Ireland, so there's someone out there, like probably one person in Ireland that's listening to us. So thank you. I'll never come back person. to the U.S. Me if either. I can find me a farmer. Oh my god, I don't need Wi-Fi. Nicole's all about this life. Same. So going back to uh, Paris and catacombs. Yes, continue. Sorry. Yes, no, no, we're good. We are good. This is our reunion. This is yeah, this, this is, is our reunion. reunion. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been so long. But oh my gosh, I love Versailles so much. And the best thing that I loved about the Versailles was like Marie Antoinette's little like village that she has there. Yes. Oh my god, it's the cutest little thing. It's Did like you- little doll. It's like they're not dollhouses, but they're like. 
little villagey type. Oh my gosh, someone in where my family we normally go for like family reunions and stuff in the mountains of North Carolina. There's one area that they rebuild Marie Antoinette's little village. Yeah. And I, every time we pass by it, I want to stop and just live there. Oh my gosh, it's, it is so, so adorable. I love it. Um, so yeah, so I decided to do the Paris catacombs. And again, now being the age that I am, I'm totally kicking myself and like yelling at my younger self for not taking that opportunity mm-hmm. to go when I had the opportunity. But <clears throat> so the Paris catacombs... It's an underground ossuary that holds the remains of more than 6 million people in a small tunnel network built to consolidate Paris's ancient stone quarries. It extends from the south, uh, excuse me, extending south from the Barrier de Enfant, which translates to the Gates of Hell, former city gate, uh, also known as the former city gate. This ossuary was created as part of the effort to eliminate the city's overflowing cemeteries. Uh, the earliest burial grounds were to the southern outskirts of the Roman era left bank city. In turn, after the Western Roman Empire's 5th century end and the ensuing Frankish, inva- uh, Frankish invasions, Parisians eventually abandoned the settlement for the marshy right bank from the 4th century. The first known settlement there was on higher ground around St. Etienne Church and burial ground uh, behind the present Hotel de Ville. The urban expansion on the right bank began in earnest after other um, landowners filled in the marshlands from the late 10th century. Thus, instead of burying its dead away from inhabited areas as usual, the Paris right bank settlement began with cemeteries near its center. Mm. Yeah. So the most central of these cemeteries, the burial ground around the 5th century, was Notre Dame de Bosse Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, became the property of St. Opertine Parish after the original church was demolished by the 9th century Norman invasions. When it became its own parish associated with the Church of the St. Innocents from 1130, this burial ground filling the land between the present Rue Saint-Denis, Rue de, uh, excuse me, and Rue de la Fronte. You know, it's been a hot minute since I've taken French. (laughs) Um, it's okay. Oh, this is like our the Halloween episode where I said it's called Sam Hain. It's Samhain. Yeah, right. It's Samhain. <laughs> we had so many people that were like, uh, "Did they really?" Yeah. Oh God, don't tell me. And I'm just like, I realized that right after we recorded, and I'm like, "Wow, God I'm an idiot," because I know what Samhain is, but I've never. I was like, "Oh wow, I'm dumb." <laughs> it's okay. Um. Anyway, uh, let's see. It be- yeah. yeah, it's fine. Uh, so it became the city's principal cemetery. And by the end of the same century, St. Innocence uh, was neighbor to the principal Parisian marketplace, uh, Le Halles, and already filled to overflowing. To make room for more burials, the long dead were exhumed and their bones packed into the roofs and walls of the Charnier galleries built inside the cemetery walls. And so by the 18th century, the central burial ground has had... a t- uh, was a two meter high, which is about six and a half feet, mound of earth filled with centuries of Parisians dead, plus remains from the Hotel du or the Hotel du Hospital, and the morgue. And so other Parisians parish had their own burial grounds, but the conditions in Les Innocents um, Cemetery were the worst. So. <clears throat> uh, the creation of the ossuaries. So the catacombs in their first years were disorganized, was basically a disorganized bone respiratory. Mm-hmm. Um, 
by Louis Etienne uh, Hillecourt de Thury, director of the Paris Mine Inspection Service from 1810, had renovations done that would transform the caverns into a visitable, uh, visitable mausoleum. In addition to directing and stacking the skulls and femurs into patterns seen in the catacombs today, he used the cemetery decorations he could find formerly stored um, on the tomb, um, tomb Isory property. Many had disappeared after the 1789 re revolution um, to complement the walls of bones. Also created was a room dedicated to the display of the various minerals found under Paris and another showing various skeletal deformities found during the catacombs creation and renovation. He also had added monumental tab uh, tablets and archways bearing ominous warning, warning excuse me. He also had added monumental tablets and archways bearing ominous warning inscriptions and also added stone tablets bearing descriptions of other comments about the nature of the ossuary. And to ensure the safety of the eventual visitors, it was walled from the rest of Paris's left bank, already extensive tunnel network. So the reason why they actually had to come up with this is because, um, especially the cemeteries, you know, they were, as I said earlier, they were becoming overfilled, like yeah. just overfilled, especially with like the plague and everything of that nature. Just there was so much death that the graves were just becoming overfilled. And I think if I recall, the innocent one, um, some of the walls actually collapsed in on itself. Yeah, I remember reading something about that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so basically they just, the tunnels themselves underneath Paris, it's, there's only a very, very small portion mm -hmm. that is open to visitors, but the tunnels themselves just, it's like a spiderweb network that just sprawls out throughout the entire city. And mm -hmm. there is just so much that is not even like, um, like not I want to say marked, but like just un like unexplored in a yeah. sense. Like that's just not they don't even know. Pretty much untouched, and untouched stuff. Yeah. and stuff because it's just ooh. Um, so no wonder people can get lost down there. It's <laughs> a fucking maze. Um, so the catacombs of Paris became a curiosity for more privileged Parisians uh, from their creation. And an early visitor being the Count of Arteris. Hmm? Oh. Um, during uh, 1787, uh, public visits began after its renovation into a proper ossuary in the eight, in, uh, 1814 and 1815 war. First allowed only a few times a year with the permission of unauthorized mines. Uh, excuse me. First allowed only a few times a year with the permission of an authorized mines inspector, but later more frequently and permitted by any mine overseer. A flow of visitors degraded the ossuary to a point where the permission-only rule was restored in 1830, and the catacombs were closed completely from 1833 because of church opposition to exposing human remains to public display. Open again for four visits a year from 1850, public demand caused the government to allow monthly visits from 1867, bi-weekly visits on the first and third Saturday of each month from 1874, with an extra opening for the November 1st uh, Toussaint holiday, and weekly visits during 1878-1889, and uh, the most visitors that year, and a 1900 World's Fair expositions. Later, they opened for regular, uh, regular daily visits after an incident, uh, excuse me, 
After the incident of vandalism, the catacombs were closed to the public during September 2009 and reopened on the 19th of December of the same year. So, are you okay? Yeah, no, she played a yeah. song no, and I died. It literally, like, I accidentally hit something and it started playing. I'm like, <laughs> you're good. I was trying to get to my other. No, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Can you imagine getting stuck down there and, like, nobody... Like, nobody knows. Oh, my God. Well, uh, there's been tons of reports. There, I still yeah. remember the one story of this, this young lady that was going She's still the down there. <laughs> Probably. Well, she was out drinking one night, and they went and explored the catacombs, Why? and they could never find her. Because like, people, even to this day, and that's happened in, like, the 60s yeah. or 70s. Yeah. They're actually She's a lot dead. of the people, yeah, a lot of the people that go kind of splunking in the unauthorized portions of the catacombs, they're called cataphiles. Oh, No. They did find her. They found Dead? her like 10 years ago, but she disappeared in the 70s. Wait, what? Like they found her 10 years ago in the actual... Catacombs, where they were ex- excavating or something like that. Was she dead? Yeah, she was dead. I was going to say. No, yeah, she disappeared in the 60s or 70s and like missing persons report and stuff and all this yeah. was out. And then uh, 10 years ago when they opened up or however long it was yeah. that they started a new excavation of the catacombs, they found her body. Oh, shit. Well, there's a, there's mm-hmm. this YouTube channel that I saw. Um, it's called Amy's Crypt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched some of her videos yesterday, and holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, a, again, it's called Amy's Crypt, uh, and she went into the forbidden part of the catacombs, uh, the touristy part of the catacombs, Obviously, you'll see the beautifully stacked bones, um, yet when you go deeper to where the tourists can't go, you're just going to see bones just scattered yeah. throughout the floor. There's no stacking. There's no nothing. They literally just threw the bodies in there and called it good. Yeah. Um, there was actually a bone pit that they found where the bones were stacked about 30 meters high, and that's about 98 Nine feet. feet. Yeah. yeah. You know what like that reminds they, me of? What? Dragon Challenge. Yo. Oh, I'm sorry. Dueling dragons. No. When the queue was like, I was terrified to go in there. That That's what queue, I picture it. That queue itself always gave me the creeps. But it's also haunted, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. We know. We've talked about that. Yeah. I, I, I remember. I hated going through the but That's what that reminds me of. The tunnel part. Yeah. 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 Like, after, like, the back and forth, when you go around the corner and get into that dark tunnel. The dragon doors past yes. the dragon Yes. Doors, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was where you would constantly just feel watched. Yep, I hated it so much. I hated doing QP through there. It was the worst. I would run through. Yep, I would me have too. this. I would have the broom and dustpan. Be like, by like, because I was because I worked there when it Harry Potter took over. Yeah, So like, oh, you did? Yeah, it was. I started in 2010. Okay, no, I was. It was. Yeah, after they took out all the skeletons. Imagine if the skeletons were still in there. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. It looks like the like the catacombs, but I would just stand. By the down and backs, like by the eggs. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go to the eggs. I would stay by the Triwizard Cup. And I would wait. <laughs> That's way would, far back. Yeah, way far back. And I would wait for like a group of guests to walk by. And I'm like, okay, follow behind them, like sweeping <laughs> through the queue. I don't want to do this alone. I still remember having to sweep that queue after the eye incident. Oh, my God. <laughs> we yeah. can't talk about that. That NDA um, expired a few years ago for me, so. Oh, you had to sign one? We all had to sign one. Had to. <laughs> I came in after it. <laughs> 
It's all fun and games yep. until... <laughs> Someone loses a fucking eye. Uh, but anyway, bones. So Boneless. They're bones. Um, yeah, no, it was it's the craziest thing. And if you guys ever get a chance, go to Amy's Crypt on YouTube and just watch this because holy shit. Um, she was literally like crawling on the physical bones to get to like certain chambers. And I'm just like... And she didn't get lost? She had a tour guide. She had an actual guy who's like touring with, like, who knew oh, okay. the way so around. Okay, so she wasn't like breaking the rules. No, she had someone. Well, I'm sure she was breaking the rules. But what I'm trying to say is, is that she had some, <laughs> she had somebody that was with her that knew where he was going. So okay. it was like a local person who knew. And the thing is, it's crazy is that when she was going through the tunnels, there's so much graffiti that is down there, and it's insane. And what's even crazier is there was this like one room that she was in, and there was just this. It's not just graffiti, but it was art. Like, there was legit, like, art that someone took the time to paint, like, these beautiful, beautiful pictures in. And I'll have to, I'll have to sh bring them up and I'll show you. And I'll, yeah. if anything, I'll get screenshots and show you guys. But yeah. it's insane. Um, but anyway, so when she was there, she did do a couple EVP sessions. She didn't really catch too much. She did catch, like, a menacing laugh on camera that wasn't any of theirs. And they also... Um, they also found a room where there was a chair made out of bones, like a little throne. What a goal. Right? It was like a bunch of femurs. The Game of Thrones. Sob is copyrighted. Copyrighted Sob. Oh, shit. So where there was, but yeah, it was just like a bunch of like femurs and, you know, all that stuff. And then like skulls were on the back, like just stacked up like a little, yeah, it was the craziest thing. aesthetic. As I know, I'm wearing right? my Museum of Death merch. Oh my god, yes. Santa No. Hollywood. That was the Hollywood, remember? Yeah. When she was, like, the way they saw it and they were stoned out of their mind, they were like, let's not go into it now because we're stoned out of our mind, so let's go the next we're day. We were just walking by East LA and I'm trying not to have a heart attack because, like, my anxiety and I turn and I'm like, oh, that's here? Lit. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, okay, it's here. That's amazing. That was like the best like touristy stumble upon that ever happened to me. It was like, oh, Museum of Death. Lit. Nice. So ghosts. So in 2010, there was an explorer that actually went missing. He was filming his exploration when something spooked him. He actually dropped his camera and ran. And the camera continued to roll until the battery died. What an idiot. Um, his camera was actually found by another explorer, but the guy himself could never be found. <clears throat> And uh, some people say he just went insane and ended up going through the gates of hell somehow. What the fuck? I know, right? <laughs> if you actually Google it, it's the craziest thing. It's this guy who's like running around with his camera and I guess something spooked him and he dropped his camera and you just see him running off. It's like a found footage thing. And I think it's something that, uh, have you guys ever seen the movie As Above, So Below? Yeah. Have you? I know about it. Oh, you need to watch it. It's Isn't so it good. bad? It's so good. I guess. <laughs> It's it's all filmed in the Paris catacombs. Yeah. Like in the restricted section. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer for that. I was like, eh. It's so good. It's so creepy. So during the French Revolution, there was a man named Philibert As Asprite. I'm not even gonna try. That was awful. Asprite. It's a uh, no, it's like it's more like A Apsart. Apsart. A P S A I R T. Nicole's like sitting here like rapping or something with her hands. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I was Millie Rocky. Oh my god! I was gonna film this, but my camera was being Please stupid. Please don't. <laughs> so, 
Um, so anyway, he was a doorman at uh, one of the local hospitals, and on a mission to fetch a certain liquor uh, from a cellar, he actually ended up entering the Paris catacombs. Um, apparently, there well, there was. Whoops, that's not where I parked my car. <laughs> there's another thing. That- <laughs> We're both just like, who are these people? And they say Americans are stupid. Jesus. <laughs> Well, apparently he was from, well, there's a couple things. One saying that he was trying to find a secret stash of liquor that was stashed, like, somewhere in the catacombs. But yes, because that's where I also keep yes, my liquor. Yes, I keep my liquor. <laughs> you live in stash. France. You can drink at, like, 11. Like, know, why do you need right? to go down there? I don't know. <laughs> so he actually ended up going into the catacombs by accident. He was walking around in pitch black um, with a single candle, and he became lost and confused. <laughs> oh, my God. Just I like, wish we were videoing this right now because this is amazing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just visualize Nicole and myself holding a small flame candle. Just like Ebenezer Scrooge stuff. Yeah. Literally looking like little old ladies with their leg, with their eyes like squinched shut, like trying Wait, to. Look and I put my head on seat. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Oh, sorry. So he was walking around. He got lost and confused. Many believe that he was also intoxicated. No shit. Uh, apparently Not- his candle blew out, making his vision completely black. And at this point, he was vir- it was basically virtually impossible to for him to escape because of the darkness and everything. So his I mean, bo- at that point, all you gotta do is just turn around. <laughs> Yo, no, it was pitch black and he got lost and he got disoriented. And apparently oh. he was drunk, so oh. throw that into the mix. That makes a-, a little more sense. Yeah. It does, but I am... I am better drunk than I am sober, so... Oh, my God. So, his body was not found until about 11 years later when a group of cataphiles uncovered it. They identified him by the hospital key ring hanging from his belt. Um, apparently, Philibert is buried in the catacombs in the exact same place where he died with a tombstone describing his death. Uh, cataphiles and catacomb folklore tellers say that each November 3rd, uh, Philibert's ghost haunts the labyrinth of the catacombs, and apparently he likes to go around and like whisper in people's ears. And if they have a candle for some reason, he'll blow it out. Oh, what a dick! He is a dick. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also a famous Paris catacombs legend that says that a mystifying thing occurs within the burial site after midnight. The legend says that if you're inside the Paris catacombs after midnight, the walls begin to speak. <clears throat> Disembodied voices will try to persuade you to venture deeper and deeper into the catacombs until you can't find your way out. Apparently, also in 2004, a group of police officers were exploring a part of the Paris catacombs restricted from public access. They began to uncover very strange things. First, they found a PA system with pre-recorded guard dog barking noises playing. Then they found three. Then they found 3,000 square feet of galleries wired for phones using pirated electricity. The officers found a bar, a living area, a workshop, a lounge, and even a cinema with room to seat 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) Yes. I'm just. (laughs) So the cinema seats had been carved into the stones of the catacombs. The creepiest part was they saw cameras on the ceilings recording them. The police squad went back to the area a few days later with a larger team to further investigate. Everything that they had discovered from the phone lines to the Paris Catacombs Cinema had vanished. The only thing that they found, a note that read, Ne chose pas, meaning don't search. And that's it. 
Paris Catacombs. Wow. It's was creepy. it like a ghost rave or like what was it? Uh, there's a lot of the thing is I know, right? It's the EDC only underground. <laughs> Deadass. But no, the one thing about the Paris Catacombs that's just it's creepy because there's a lot of things that happen in there too. Yeah. Obviously a lot of cult gatherings that occur in there because of the whole famous like gates of hell and all that shit. Come join our cult. Oh Jesus. Tears from the grave. In <laughs> <laughs> Paris, hey. the Paris chapter. Yeah. We're gonna have a rave. Inside the catacombs with the bones. Dress code, robes only. Oh, Jesus. No clothes <laughs> underneath. No. <laughs> we like breezes, bitch. We're gonna be sitting there, like, crawling through bones and in in mud Just and bones. Flashing everyone. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, Emma. Yes, you may. <clears throat> oh, gosh. So, yeah, that's, that's my thing about the catacombs. Wow. Wow. And I really wanna go now. I'm gonna crawl around on some. It was a lot people. funnier and weirder than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting it to just be like boring and depressing. I'm like, wow, no, damn, like, thanks. No, not you saying it, but just like <laughs> the topic itself. It's yeah. like, what else is down there? Like, what? It's it is crazy. Like, it makes me want to just like watch more YouTube videos of people exploring. No, down I'm there. good. Because <laughs> I'm it afraid. Is. I do have a question. Were the cameras still there? Or everything no? was everything gone. Was taken. That's just everything like, was gone. Can you imagine just like. I don't know what it is, but just like cameras anywhere watching you, especially somewhere down there. It's like, why do they have them? I don't know. It's crazy. Illuminati. Yep, exactly. Honestly. What you got for us? Okay, so I did have two other topics, but since we're all keeping it in the European family. Sure. Yeah. I have a European cryptid. Yes. Ooh. And it is the Totsil worm. Mm. The... What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> the tatsil worm. <laughs> Say that to my face. Tatsil worm. <laughs> yes, pronounce it. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tatsil worm. Yes. Stop reading my material. <laughs> Sorry. Tatsil worm. Oh, yeah. I want to see what it says. Not your actual material, but... Oh, okay. Tatsil. Tatsil worm with a U. <laughs> the tatsil worm is a mythological animal and like a worm-like cryptid. Okay. Send the name Totsil Worm. <laughs> it's um in Alpine folklore. The Totsil Worm is a stubby lizard-like creature that resides. Bless you, same. Katie. Uh, Bless you, Manny. But yes, stubby lizard-like creature. Me too. That resides <laughs> in European countries. It takes the appearance of a cat with the hind end of a serpent with no hind legs. It is. Yes. I have a name, Nicole. Stephanie. <laughs> Oh, a little fun story. When I went to the zoo in California. You we found one? No, oh. but we went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, we went to the, like, reptilian section. Yeah. And all, like, the little bearded dragon lizards were, like, running up to me. Like, when I was at the glass, they're like, her, the queen is here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've always wanted a bearded dragon. Me Yo, too. my roommate had a bearded dragon named Miss. We, well, it was called Maybe. Little Miss. No, Little Miss. We had a she had a bearded dragon called Little Miss. No, uh, Leanne. Leanne. Okay. And um, so cute. And they found out that it was a boy, and they literally had a gender reveal party for him. They dragged me out of bed to have a gender reveal party. It's 2019. There is no gender. It was hilarious, but oh my god, I I need to get a bearded dragon because he was the best. My gender is just a skull and crossbones. <laughs> Mine is a a cat. <laughs> Is this, is, this is your new uh, your new uh, Patronus, huh? Yep. I hate that. 
But the Tatsu worm, which is us, <laughs> it is rumored to live in several areas of Europe, including the Austrian, Bavarian, Italian, and the Swiss Alps. Okay. It has several regional names, including the Stalin worm, the Spring worm, Arasis, and the Pratzel worm. Did you say pretzel worm? Pratzel worm. Two pratzel. A's. Pratzel. So yeah, pretzel. Pratzel. <laughs> pretzel worm. Well, I'll keep an eye out for it when I'm in Switzerland. I'm dead. <laughs> I didn't see it in Austria, but then again, I didn't look in a mirror. So. <laughs> I mean, like, first sightings of it kind of, like, took place in the 1600s, 1700s, but the sightings have continued to this present day. Reports of this creature vary in description from a serpentine reptile or amphibian, which I hate amphibians, only reptiles in this household, <laughs> to a feline chimera-looking creature, to something resembling a small Asian dragon. The uh-huh. <laughs> the most Wait, common... is this the creature that you saw that one day outside of your house? No, that was like a bear. Okay. It was like a little baby bear. Was that a bear? It was like It was, me, it was like a bear. Like, it, was just... it was literally a baby man bear pig. Oh, <laughs> man bear pig. <laughs> but like a baby. It was tiny. Oh my god. Oh, a little Al Gore. Aww. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the most common description of it is like a lizard snake-like creature with still the stubby appearance. Um, Tatsu worm is also pause. Okay, the Tatsu worm is also believed to be dangerously venomous, able to kill a human instantly with its bite, breathing poisonous fumes and even possessing acid blood. Oh shit! So like he's punk rock. I can relate. So note to self. Uh, Don't touch it. Stay away from him when I'm skiing in the Alps. Got it. Yes. The earliest documented encounter with a tonsil worm took place in 1779 when two of these creatures appeared in front of a man named Hans Fuchs, badly frightened by his encounter. Hans suffered a fatal heart attack. However, before he died, he was able to tell his family of the encounter, which I don't understand if you're that scared in the moment. How do you run back home? I don't know. I don't know, magic. But in 1934, a Swiss photographer named Balkan allegedly saw a strange creature near a log and photographed it. The resulting in... Pause. I'm having dyslexia. (laughs) You're good. Okay. And because of the photo, interest in the creature inspired. Balkan's photograph of the tonsil worm, the... Berliner Illustrate <laughs> to sponsor an expedition in search of the tonsil worm, but the expedition was a failure and interest quickly faded. Today, the majority of cryptozoologists view the photograph taken by Balkan as almost certainly a hoax. Another piece of evidence now considered to be a hoax was the discovery of a tonsil worm skeleton, said to have been mysteriously donated to the Geneva Institute of Science sometime in the early 1900s. Huh. The skeleton, only known by a single photograph, appears to be that of a long snake-like creature with two clawed arms and a larger-than-normal head. It is not certain who donated the skeleton or if it was ever donated to anyone at all. The majority of researchers believe that the photograph and the story behind it to all be a hoax. It's like, how do you explain that? Yeah. But some people do say, yeah, some people, the question still remains, was what is or what was the t- pause all of that? I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic today. You're good. Should have had some coffee. It's a lot of W's. <laughs> I'm dyslexic, y'all, in case you it's didn't okay. know. What's up, Emma? Drink it up and then you can go downstairs, okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me? She got nervous. What's she drinking? 
water. Oh. <laughs> she's drinking wine. No. <laughs> no, I was like, is she drinking like Pepto or something? Like, why is she so nervous in a little cup? No. She's just me. Me and Emma. I love you, kiddo. <laughs> okay. Sorry, behind you to be a hoax. Okay. Kind of like an explanation, the question still remains what is or what was the tonsil worm? It is widely believed that the tonsil worm is actually some kind of a rare salamander with characteristics resembling a gila monster. Most what? Have you never heard of those? No. I'll pull up all the pictures. Most notably, the preferred habitat of underground burrows in mountainous areas. This could also explain the reports of a poisonous fumes as the gila monster is extremely venomous and one of the world's only venomous lizards though it is not native to the region. The description of the tonsil worm even fits that of a gila monster, even if it is somewhat of a loose fit. Another theory is that this creature could be some kind of a giant skink, although skinks are also not native to the Alps. Hmm. So once I show you the pictures, it's going to make a little bit more sense as to like what a gila monster is. I just Googled it, yeah. Right? So okay. for like, is it like a salamander? Like it's some it, kind of it reptile. Looks like a, it it kind of looks like a salamander. Mm-hmm. But that's the tonsil worm, keeping it in the European household. There you go. She's stunting on all of us right now. Right? Should have gone to EDC with those. Honestly. <laughs> Emma has these uh, sunglasses. They're actually transition, which is the craziest things, because they, um, they'll actually darken to sunglasses. And Are those prescription? No. Oh. No. That's not saying people pay lots of money for transitions. No, they'll turn dark in the sun and that she they she has this thing and they just light up and so they flash different colors for those who can't see what we're seeing. So So yeah, awesome. Well that was our reunion episode. It's been a hot minute since we've all been together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yay. Just don't edit anything out. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now that this is all gonna be saved and then thrown up on Patreon. For our one Patreon donor. Um, if you want to join us on Patreon, you can do so. We're Cheers from the Grave. It's patreon.com slash cheers from the grave. Y'all can listen to my whole dyslexic episode right. that just happened. Um, on there will be unedited episodes of this podcast. So bloopers and all. So you'll just have to suffer through like we suffered through it. <laughs> um, so we'll put that up on there for y'all. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. So um, Stephanie, it's been a hot minute. So you tell us where can we, where can they find us? You guys can find us on Twitter at Cheers from Grave, at oh, Instagram at me. Cheers from the Grave, <laughs> Cheers from the Grave .com, as well as Facebook for Cheers from the Grave. Yep, we have a link tree for everything. Uh, so basically, it's one link that has everything. It is uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E and slash, and I'm not going to be dyslexic this time, it's C-F-T-G. So link T-R dot E-E slash C-F-T-G. So on there has all of our links for our website, our merchandise. Um, we have a link on there for, call, uh, it's called Kofi. So if you don't want to deal with the monthly subscription that comes with Patreon, mm -hmm. but you still want to make a donation to us, you can basically buy us a cup of coffee. Yeah. So it's like a $3 donation. Excuse me. It's like $3 and up, however much you want to contribute. Um, so you can do that. And it's like a one-time thing. 
Um, we have our Tumblr link on there, our Reddit um, link on there, finally. Um, you can review us on Podchaser. There's a lot of links on there and a lot of, place, a lot of places on there where you can support us mm-hmm. as well. Um, I did a little bit of a redo on our website, so cheersfromthegrave.com, so go check that out. It's cool. We also have an episode guide that I just popped up on there, so you can actually be like, oh, what did they talk about in this one episode? <laughs> it's a little bit of a – it looks like trash right now, but it'll be edited and actually look nice soon. So anyway – Thanks, I think y'all. you did a great job. I, I try. <laughs> There's so much that I try to do for this podcast. <laughs> I'm constantly working on this every day, legit, every day. Um, another thing, too, guys, I just wanted to quickly thank everybody for listening this month. We have been seeing record numbers for the month of November. If we keep this going, we could hit close to 1,000 downloads just for the month. Um, which is basically double than from uh, last month. So I cannot stress enough. Thank you so much for listening to us and for just, you know, hanging out with us and being awesome. It, it means the world. Yes, it does. Thank you so much, guys. Yes. Nicole? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so anyway, I'm Erica. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Nicole, and I'm feeling in a very, like, manic mode today. (laughs) (laughs) Mentally ill. Anyway. That's how I'm gonna be. (laughs) Me. Okay, bye. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good one. You're listening to Cheers Cheers from from the the Graves. Yay.